Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pursuing Greatness Podcast, a place where experts share their wisdom on living well by mastering your health, your wealth, your relationships, and your spirit. Before we get started, I want to remind everyone the best way to support the show is simply to share this episode with your friends and family. Also, if you want to learn more about Mastering Life, go to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you enjoy the episode. We have a very special guest with us today, so grab your pen and paper and enjoy the journey. All right, and we are live. Today we have with us Dean Ward. Dean is the CEO of 24-7 Health Solutions, and Dean's career has spanned over 40 years in healthcare, so a, a wide breadth of experience, ranging from behavioral health to managed care to everything in between. Um, so it's a great honor to have you here, Dean. Thank you for showing up on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, to get everybody started, why don't you tell, tell us you know, who you are, what you do, and how you got started down that path in the first place? Sure. Um, I'm CEO of 24-7 Health Solution, one of the co-founders, and uh, we have a uh, healthcare technology platform that includes um, a really a smart device, a smart watch, um, an app, and then a cloud-based um, platform uh, that we use to monitor patients with chronic conditions like um, hypertension, diabetes, those types of things that um, we give basically real-time data to their physicians and to the individual patients around their condition. Um, so we can monitor their glucose, monitor their blood pressure, their heart rate, a variety of other things, um, all through a Bluetooth-enabled um, connection with our app. But we also have the smartwatch that does um, many of those things. It does uh, blood pressure, heart rate, um, stress levels, heart rate variability, which is a function or, or test of, of um, health, and then also sleep. Um, and uh, it has the usual uh, fitness functions too, like steps and distance and all that. Um, and uh, doctor once asked me, does it tell time? I said, yes. And for no extra cost, it also tells the date. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty, pretty uh, innovative technology that with the ability, we have an open API platform on our app so we can integrate other Bluetooth enabled devices to sync with the app. All of that sends it up to a dashboard. That dashboard shows the trends uh, of heart rate, um, blood pressure, glucose, um, and whatever things that could be weight. Um, and, and that's important because when you go to a physician's office, you're getting just a snapshot. Yep. And that snapshot could be based on you were running late, you're stressed. Um, your heart rate's up, your blood pressure's up, uh, you're nervous. They have what they call white coat syndrome. Ah. And people get anxious around a physician, so their blood pressure goes up. Um, so this gives a physician and a patient real-time information day-to-day, um, uh, -day, not just at home, but while they're out and about um, so that we can see where those things are occurring and what times of the day. Um, and, and it's really, I think the technology is is – um, to the point where you can see a massive increase in heart rate where it goes up to 120 
Um, but then you look at their steps and you see that they just did 10,000 steps. They ran or they, um, so no, no reason to be alarmed there, but at least we can um, coordinate those two things and, and correlate the, the incidents. So there's, there's a lot of different things and nuances that you can see in those trends. We also have the ability to do a single lead uh, electrocardiogram, um, which gives us some additional information for the Awesome. I love it. Really quick before you get on, I would, I'll just ask that you just move your mic a little bit closer to your, to your mouth so we can, uh, we can hear um, sure. everything that you're saying as we go forward. Um, but I mean, I, I love what you've said so far. Um, it sounds like, so you get this, you know, on the Pursuing Greatness podcast, what we're all about is how to live great lives, how to live better lives. And it sounds like this device um, that you guys are developing over there, it really has the potential to, to have a great impact on people's life um, in that you'll be, you'll be able to see you know, your actual, the statistics of your life, of your health in real time, over time, um, so you can work with doctors to actually, you know, identify the issues that you, you could be working on. Is that correct? Yes, yes. It actually engages patients more in their, um, in their care. Um, they become more conscious of their current condition. They become more proactive. We have integrated into our platform educational information, um, and we also have a call center that is monitoring them. So when they do see some uh, changes in their health condition, they reach out to them. Um, and, and that's really based on research um, that shows when you've done these technology implementation, these new innovative ideas, but when you do it just in and of itself, not only do they lose momentum, but we give them alerts that say your blood pressure's high, your heart rate's high. Oh, interesting. Okay. That creates, um, so if you're, if you're about to have a heart attack or anything like that, I'm sure there's some sort of sign that, that you know, somebody sitting in the, in the, you know, the central command will be able to read and, uh, and be able to reach out to you proactively. Right. And that's the difference, I think, for us is um, just getting the alert itself is, um, can actually increase depression with heart disease patients hmm. because all they're getting is, in their mind, you did something wrong or you're sick. That's what they're hearing from those messages. Having a person call and be compassionate with them and say, what's going on? <laughs> Let's make sure your device is working. How are you feeling? Um, and, and kind of walking them through. It may be just a simple education on how to sync the device or how to properly do your blood pressure. But it also may be that they're not feeling well, and then you can connect them automatically and our platform allows us to connect them um, what we call a warm handoff which means we're introducing them to the physician we give them the, the physician a background on what's going on and they have a telephone visit or we can do a telehealth video visit with them as well for the physician so we're improving access for the patient and expanding access for the physician office but giving them more real-time uh, assistance so that they can prevent an ER visit, um, prevent a, a hospitalization. All of those things are important in any other time. But in 2020, in the reality of 2020, we want to keep them a high-risk patient who can easily get a COVID-19 infection, um, keep them out of the public, and reduce their exposure. So it's improving their health and reducing their overall risk. I, I love it. I mean, I remember when I first got, um, I think it was the Apple Watch was the first like fit watch that I got. 
and uh, and I thought it was really cool. And I, you know, even when I first got that so many years ago, I could tell like this is this is a good direction that uh, technology is going, um, giving us this real time data on our on our own health. And it sounds like you know you guys are working on the next evolution of that um, that that real time data for for health for for improving your health for knowing what your health where you where you stand in your current health um, status. I suppose. Yeah, and I, I too, I've been a, a runner since I was. 13. So um, I've always been uh, one to look at what's the latest in you know, training techniques and all that. And, and um, I, I've used apps and watches in the past. And I, in my mind, I was thinking, this is great. I know my pace. I know my heart rate. I know my distance. Um, and I can listen to music. Um, and, <laughs> and it tells the time. Yeah, and it tells the time. <laughs> But it also, it, it struck me that we should be able to do this for people who are sick yeah. uh, in a way that gives them real-time information um, to be able to be more proactive. And I think, you know, th- we're, we're talking about mostly um, seniors um, that we work with. And uh, <clears throat> the assumption is, <clears throat> excuse me, that they uh, are not um, tech-savvy. Some are. Some aren't, but they admittedly aren't and want to learn. Hmm. Um, and they'll call our call center and, and with lots of questions um, just about the technology and, and the fact that they're willing to learn and understand it. Um, and, and when they know something's not right, um, I think is impressive. They, they have a very open mind. And many times people are saying you know, to us, oh, well, they're you know, elderly and they don't know how to use technology. Well, my dad was 95, and he used to FaceTime me all the time. <laughs> he used the technology. Sometimes the camera would be in his forehead or on his yeah. ear, but, you know, it was still, he, he knew how to do it. Um, so I think that I have a lot more faith and in, in, uh, confidence that these folks are willing to learn and, and are benefiting from it. We hear that quite a bit. Absolutely. My, uh, my grandma is, uh, she's a little, probably, she's probably, she's shrunk over the years. So I think she may be under five feet at this point, but she's, uh, she's turning 95 this year, maybe 96. Um, and, but she's still, I mean, she, she uses her smartphone. She calls people, she's learning all the time. She always has questions about it. So, um, I mean, obviously there's definitely a, an interest in learning these, these type of technologies, um, you know, as, as you age as well. So I, uh, you know, you've had such a long career, 40 years in healthcare. Um, there, I'm sure there's just a wealth of experience and wisdom um, that comes after, you know, working at something for 40 years. Um, I, I know this is kind of a difficult question, but if you could go into, you know, you've, all these different areas that you've been, this, this really long career and, and pull out, what are some of the big lessons that you've learned as you've, uh, you know, gone through the ups and downs of your career? You know, I, there was a time when uh, my, my background and my training is in psychology. Uh, I did my undergraduate graduate work in psychology. And um, there was a, a psychologist um, that I worked with who uh, ran a um, treatment program for teenagers in Southern California. He offered me a management position. And I said, I like being a therapist. And he said... Here's my view on this. The more level of responsibility you get, the more impact you have on a greater amount of people. And that's resonated with me, and it's been something that has stuck with me my entire career. And and, um, I think it's humbling in some ways, 
Um, it's exciting because I know that I can make a difference in not just one person's life, but, uh, you know, many people, uh, entire communities. Um, so for me, that, that really resonated. Um, the other thing, and I learned this even more recently is, um, as an executive, especially as a CEO with a, you know, startup, um, things are hectic. Uh, and, and, you know, it's exponential right now because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the, all of the political um, side of things as well, as you try to sift through the, the realities of what we're dealing with. Um, and I think it's important um, for me as a leader to, to, to listen more um, and, uh, I think it was, uh, one of the seven habits, which is, uh, you know, listen first and, and understand, um, and then be understood. Um, and I find myself pausing to listen and really kind of to, you know, figuratively and literally, um, look around and look at the landscape and, Sometimes you'll catch things and you'll hear things that become, um, you know, valuable, much more important. Um, you know, I, when we first went live with our, our services, I worked in the call center here. Um, and I wanted to get a feel for what our patients were thinking and how they were viewing our services and our device and our app. And I had a, a woman who was 72, sweetest lady, very engaged, uh, loved the idea of what we were doing. And she said, we track sleep. And on our app, we have a, a, a graph that shows how much deep sleep, light sleep, and awake time by percentages. And she said, my vision's not so good. Can you make that graph different colors that are more contrasting so I can see the difference. It's such a simple thing, and we did, and it ended up we changed the entire color palette of our app to be more um, to vibrant. More. And, and and so, it, it, it what I heard was we need to include compassion into how we develop our technology, the app and the functionality, um, understanding that the f- people that we um, are are going to give these devices to and that we'll be working with are not are not programmers, um, <laughs> and, and um, so we have to make it easy. We have to make it um, user friendly, um, but we also have to put it put it in the context of what they're dealing with. Absolutely. I, so I mean, you said two things there. The first one, uh, the more responsibility you have the more impact you can have um and I, I like i mean that is a really big lesson to learn especially so early in early in your career um and i you know i love that you, it sounds like you've taken that uh through the rest of your career from that point forward just having you know having you know with the goal in mind of having the biggest impact as you can on those around you so that's that's a that's an awesome thing to hear um and also you you mentioned listening more um and i know that came from the the seven habits uh it's a great book by the way no. yeah. <laughs> i already told you we got a book section so that might that might come out at that point um but i love that you meant you brought that up because uh, i mean you you're from your guys' perspective you're listening um to your to your customers and getting you know using your compassion to understand what it is that they need in the app that you're producing 
um, and also on the leadership side, listening to, to your teammate, listening to your to your uh, to your team and to those above you, um, to to what they're experiencing and what they need um, from the company in order to produce better results for for the client, which is the ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, so I love that. I love I love all of that. We are unfortunately we're running down on the clock. Um, I told you this is going to go quick. It always goes faster than you think. Um, so we're going to go into the quick question round, and this is where I ask you just really quick questions um, about things about your career, about you. Um, the first one being about books. Um, you've already mentioned a book, so if you could give two recommendations, one for the book that you listen to, or sorry, for the career that you that you are in, so healthcare business, and then one on just general wisdom, um, what would that be? So the the first one on healthcare is uh, Compassionomics. Um, and, and that really is a, a great book that, that really reinforces the need for compassion in healthcare because there's research-based um, information in there that shows that that actually improves patients' outcomes. Nice. Compassionomics. I'm going to have to check that one out. Mm-hmm. How about for the life wisdom? Um, leaders eat last. Leaders eat last. I like it. I just like the title. It's, uh, it's that's great. Yes. Uh, all right. So the next question: um, Our lives are are underpinned. The foundation of our life is the habits that we have. Um, so if you could point to one habit that you feel has contributed the most to your life, uh, what would that habit be? If it's a habit, but being um, humble. I like it. Being humble. Um, next one, this one is about your career. And so, you know, you've had 40 years, which is awesome. It's always uh, good to have people with so much experience because you can pass along the lessons you've learned. So this, that's what this is about. Um, if you go back to the Dean who was, you know, a psychologist who is, you know, has, didn't have any management experience yet. He was just starting out. Um, and give that Dean one piece of advice going forward in his career. What would that piece of advice be? Oh, uh, <laughs> um, Titles aren't everything. I like that. Titles aren't anything. All right. And, uh, and why, why did that one specifically pop up in your mind? Um, I remember uh, when I first uh, got my first CEO job. It was a, a startup HMO. Um, and uh, I was so excited because I was a CEO. Um, and I was 38 years old. And I was just like ecstatic. Um, you know, fast forward three, four months, I was miserable. I hated it. It was uh, one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I mean, I have to admit it, it was a bad choice. Um, it, it, I was after the title. Um, and the work itself was not anything. I mean, I, I, it was not interesting once I got into it. Um, and that portion of healthcare, managed care, you know, ultimately is about, you know, I don't want to sound negative, but at that point it was really about money and saving money. And um, so it didn't sit well. Um, and so I made a decision to leave. Um, and uh, I think I'm, I'm pretty happy with that. Uh, I learned from it. Um, I learned definitely what what I didn't want to do and uh, how to make better decisions around career choices. Again, it was that how does it impact 
the community. And, and at that point, there was any impact. Yeah, I mean, I, and I can even uh, um, associate with the whole title thing. It's you know, when I, at the very beginning of my career, I was all about, you know, what was the title of the job that I was taking on? But it really, it doesn't really matter. And I, I love that you kind of brought that up because you're right. It, um, a title is, is almost nothing. Um, obviously, it does give, it, give you an indication of what the responsibilities will be in the job. But um, essentially, it, it really isn't something that you should be looking at um, in terms of whether you'll be effective in the role or um, whether you'll enjoy the role. So uh, I, I love that you said that. Um, final question, and this is for the listeners. Um, you know, I'm sure you've given us some great wisdom about uh, about health technology, um, about your career, about how to make have a good career. Um, so if somebody wanted to reach out to you and, uh, and say hi, what would be the best way for them to do that? Uh, they can send me an email. Um, my email address is dean at yesdoctor247.com or they can look me up on LinkedIn and uh, send me a message there. All right, sounds good. So if you want to get in contact with Eden, shoot him an email there or I'll also put his LinkedIn in the show notes uh, so you can click through there to say hi to Dean. Um, again, Dean, thank you very much for hopping on the show. For everybody who is here today with us, thank you guys for showing up. Um, couldn't do this without you. And again, the best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. Um, other than that, we look forward to seeing everybody on the next episode. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Pursuing Greatness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show and got some actionable advice and insights that you can apply to your own life today. If you enjoyed the show and you'd like to support us, the best way to do so would just be to subscribe to the show and share this episode with your friends and your family. If you'd like to learn more about how to master your life by mastering your health, wealth, relationships, and spirit, head on over to our website at pursuinggreatnesspodcast.com. With that said, I hope you have an absolutely amazing day. Keep living in integrity with yourself, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.